Streamlabs is bad. If you're gonna start streaming, I highly recommend using anything else. So I think I've actually reached the point where I might change over to Stream Elements. I am so fucking sick of Streamlabs. Every single time I change scene, the text-to-speech goes active again. And like, I tell this to the person on Twitter for Streamlabs, they're like, Oh, you've probably got another widget active uh, for that source. And I've only got one fucking widget. One. This has been bugged for like six fucking months. And they still haven't fixed it. Hey there, thanks for pointing this out. We're currently investigating this further. Holy shit. Imagine them just being bugged for six months and they just don't even have any fucking idea. Goddamn. And I, I, I'm going to a merch store, right guys? And I went to my uh, merch store in Streamlabs. Fucking no information there. Like, it doesn't tell me, like, it says, Oh, your all-time sales are 37. I'm like, no, it's not. That's, that's, that's not true. Oh, your all-time profit is, is this? I'm like, no, that's also not true. None of these numbers are correct. It's like, oh, it's, it's only able to calculate the numbers for the past two weeks. Fortunately, there is at least, like, the raw information. So I can, I can see, like, every order that's ever been placed, and I can put that in Excel, and I can do the math myself if I want to, but fuck me. I need to make myself merch, and just make myself, like, a, a plushy Big Mac of limited supply, like, there's only gonna be 10, and then I'll sell them for $702 each. Genius. Now I'll make myself an NFT, then I'll just have people pay $100,000 for it, you know, that's just the way the world is right now. Make sure the plus has a plush tag with $702 on it. Uh, I do plan to make a plushie, though, of my uh, little doggo. It is eventually coming. There was also this jumper that was an amalgamation of all my emotes. And uh, I hope to have that made too. Am I gonna make the plushie limited? No. I don't... I'm not, I'm not really a fan of artificial scarcity. Surely NFTs are just a fad, right? What merch do I have currently? I have a bunch of uh, shirts and stuff, but it's from Streamlabs, and Streamlabs is pretty garbage. And the products are fine, but you never know if they're in stock or whatever, and... The system is terrible, so I can't add more items, because it's just such a huge pain in the ass to do so. The place I'll be using is uh, better quality, and uh, they'll handle the uh, actual building of the storefront and stuff for me. I mean, I said to Streamlabs, like, hey, I'll, I'll pay you some money if you just, like, add these onto shirts, in the same way that I've done it with uh, all the other ones. They're like, no. Like, what do you mean, no? So you just not got one guy around who can just do it? They, they, no, okay, okay, fair enough. I was also dismayed to find out that the the size and quality of the mugs uh, varies and changes over time without any kind of announcement. So people who've been buying the mugs to make a collection or whatever have a bunch of different size mugs. Is this wrong? Yes, I agree. I, uh, when I was a kid, my mother would buy us this, um, jam where the, the glasses have, uh, like, Looney Tunes and stuff on them. And it was cool having this collection of exact same glasses with all the different designs on it. And when we'd go to the store, we'd check, oh, we don't have this design, so we'd, we'd get that jam, you know? I would, it'd be terrible if, uh, the glasses were still random sizes or whatever. You'd be used to, oh, because that's what they were. They were, they were actual glasses to drink from, but they just had jam in them. Getting a ticket for PAX Australia. So PAX Australia, right, apparently they're not going to have as many people as they normally have there. Uh, I don't know if it's because of COVID or, or whatever. Like, the, I guess what they're doing is, like, they're selling a limited amount of tickets, and then maybe they'll do more and more depending on how COVID is around 
the time of October, whatever. And uh, they sent an email where they're like, oh, you know, it's no guarantee that partners, um, that, that all partners will be invited or whatever, or given um, influencer tickets or whatever. So buy your own tickets. And I sat there for five seconds. And I was like, man, but I'm like big shot dark flapper. Surely they're going to give me a ticket. Then I was like, okay, maybe they won't give me a ticket. <laughs> I'm going to buy one. <laughs> so I, um, I bought one as well. So if they happen to give me an influencer ticket, I'll probably give away the uh, other ticket. Not everyone necessarily gives a shit about me, chat. I, d I don't know how many people do. So I, be I better be safe, you know. PC Case Gear holds my ducky keyboard hostage. As an aside, they also said they sent me out a mouse. That was about three weeks ago. I haven't received the mouse or a refund, unsurprised. Do I have a new keyboard yet? No. So you may not have seen my video where I rant and raved about PC case gear and their claim that they are unable to send any package without a signature, which is uh, originally they claimed it was the carrier's fault, which is of course a lie. You can actually send products without a signature, um, seemingly regardless of cost and time. Uh, and this is drugs, I think. Uh, so they lied multiple times, eventually came out that they were lying to me. Um, and they were just bullshitting. Apparently they've, they've done some particular agreements and it makes them unable to change it or some shit. Uh, and you know how much I hate signatures. Security theater does absolutely nothing to protect your packages. Uh, and just inconveniences me. I've never lost the package um, being, to being stolen, but I've lost days of my life tracking down packages that have been bounced from my doorstep to bumfuck Idaho. Or just the travel time and all that just to get packages normally and waiting in line and stuff. Huge inconvenience. A company like PCK Gear, who has no consideration for the, the time of their consumers, um, doesn't give consumer choice, um, doesn't care about the emissions that are given off by all this additional travel that's completely unnecessary. You deliver my package, why fucking take it away? Uh, I don't want to give them any fucking money. And it sucks because um, this particular keyboard is a very niche keyboard, so they're the only people who have it in stock right now. So I ended up getting a, a different one. Um, it's coming from America. It's funny, I'd rather give Amazon money than PC case game money right now. And I'm not a particular fan of Amazon. I fucking hate PC case game. I really do. Absolute scum fucks. And they've done this to me multiple times. It, like, this is this is the first time I'd forgive, like, I, I just barely had forgiven them. For the last time they fucked me out of hundreds of dollars. And I'm like, look, I'll give them another chance. I'll order something from them, increase my convenience because they're the, say, the only people who have it in stock, and just immediately it bites me in the ass because they're so fucking incompetent about what they do. I just don't know why they do not give a fuck, but they don't. Fuck them. So wait another, what? How long was this since I last bought from three years? So we'll give it another three years. Three years from now, we'll see if they've fixed up their shit. Probably won't have though. Got my new keyboard, I did, but it's uh, not good. It's like half a centimeter too high or something. It's funny, like, when I was watching a review of the keyboard, the person doing the review noted that it's thick, as in it's uh, it's too high at the front. It's like, yeah, you can use like a wrist pad or you just get used to it for some people or whatever. And I'm like, if reviewers are noticing that the board is too thick at the front, why wouldn't they just fix that and make it thinner? This is just weird. What keyboard? What, was Key Chrome version 2 or something? What was it called? Why did I buy it then? Because I didn't know that it would be a problem for me. Yeah, key key cron K2 or V2 or something. I tried to buy a ducky keyboard, but they're sold out fucking everywhere. And I'm not giving uh, PC case gear money. I'll see if I can find one from Newegg or Amazon or whatever. 
But they said in the view, yes, it's saying in the review that it's a pro problem. Doesn't mean it's going to be a problem for me. It had every other feature that I wanted in a keyboard. So I took a risk. Do I stress clean? I was laying down to bed yesterday at 3 a.m. Trying to get to sleep despite uh, my sleeping pattern being complete trash. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't get to sleep. So I cleaned my entire house. Okay, I didn't dust or mop, but like I went through all my cupboards and sorted out all my stuff and cleaned my second room and stuff and it was nice. My version of stress cleaning is just getting annoyed and throwing out a lot of stuff that I later regret. I so rarely do that. I don't buy or get much stuff. Most of the rubbish that I end up having to throw away is um, cardboard and stuff. I do have this guy who I get to come around like every six months like to just take a bunch of stuff to the tip. But usually uh, cleaning for me is often like putting stuff in its correct place or uh, relocating some of the stuff I'm never going to use to the garage. Who knew Michael was still alive in GTA 5? You wonder how many people knew that Michael was still alive? I mean, in the game, it's uh, Dave, Lester, Amanda, Jimmy, uh, Tracy. Although, presumably, there were other people working with Dave who knew. But maybe not. Like, it's one of those things where, uh, like, I suspect that some other people in Dave's firm helped him. But it's possible that, it, like, they don't get enough information to know, like, whose body they're relocating or whatever, you know. Just because you're in on it to a degree doesn't mean you have all the details. Yeah, so just those people knew Michael was alive. My ending D video. Where are the three corpses? Yeah, man, why are we doing ending D? Could finish the run really quickly. At least Chow will always be the person who did a no damage run with ending D first. You can't take that away from me. Yeah, I have been trying to think of uh, other things that I could do, like that ending D video. Like, I like working with Murfish to uh, make these kind of unique kind of projects, but it, the thing about them being unique is I have to think of new, new ideas every time. Probably shouldn't try to force it, though. Having some consistent series, though, would be nice. The problem is, like, you're limited because the, like, there's no voice acting or whatever, it's just moving models. Did you need Murfish to make any changes to ending D, or was it straight, perfect straight up? I edited it and changed the things. Actually, how to explain it? Um, half of it's mine. I even ended up using some of the, um, audio that I made for Prologue. Um, you remember the anime Prologue that I made? It's very advantageous having all that audio, because I was able to put audio in the different scenes, yet not have the voices there. While Murfish's original attempt could only use the original cutscene audio. And so it was a lot harder to uh, remove the voices and stuff, but, but I could do that stuff. I did, I did ask for a few things to change, like um, where the car ended up and one of the characters, like, uh, uh, it was a, there was a few changes that were made, let's just say that. Um, there are a few more changes I would have liked made, but at the end of the day I recognized that I was just being pedantic and no one was going to care. I'm sure most people don't even realize that you see Dave running away um, in the cutscene. But in the ending day, he just he just warps back or whatever. But uh, <laughs> someone someone actually commented like, "I didn't know Dave ran away in the cutscene." So like, yeah, you know, like there there is at least twelve continuity errors. But unless you'd seen the prologue cutscene like sixteen times, you won't notice. <laughs> the emote was on Twitch. Hope you all enjoy the sub badge and the emotes, because I have all the emotes now. There's no more emotes to unlock. Although I am having a few more remade 
redone or got a few more that may, may be made that might be out of it. By the time the new emote ideas get made, uh, I'll have a month of data to see which of the current emotes get used a lot. Like, I could do that with some regularity, removing emotes that aren't getting used as much. Like, every month or two, just remove the bottom five until I get to the point where they're all used fairly regularly. The thing is, though, there can be good emotes that are kind of niche and only really work in some situations. And But, but, but when they work, they've really got them amazing, you know? <laughs> Quick, use underused emotes to skew the data ch uh, charts. I know, um, when I was offline back in the day, uh, there was a war to have one emote or the other being the most used emote. So people just sit there spamming the emote over and over again. I mean, I mean, at various times there has been like a war to have one content creator or another's emote being the most used on the platform. I think back in the day there was a war between Forsen and um, Greek God X. You hate emotes? You like actual interaction? Emotes are interaction. How some clips make 10 times the revenue of other clips for the same views. There was a guy named Sully who said that shorter videos were receiving bad revenue. Did it affect your clips channel too? Fun story actually. So, someone mentioned that in chat a few days ago. And so I looked up that video and the guy was like, yeah, there's a bug where videos under two minutes are not getting good ad revenue. Like they're not getting pre-roll ads. And so they complained to YouTube and YouTube was condescending like, um, look up this stuff and uh, then you understand how ad revenue works. And he's like, no, this is, this is insane. It's like one third or a quarter of what it normally is. This is definitely an error or some change on the back end. And YouTube came back a few days later and apologized and said, yeah, okay, it has been sorted. And so hearing all this, I'm like, oh, well, I, I wonder how this has affected my clips channel. And so I looked at my clips channel and yeah, the RPM, which is like the, the real amount of money you get per thousand views, was like a one third to a quarter for like um, three, four days. And it was the lowest that it had ever been. What was very interesting about this video that Sully made is he mentioned that videos under 30 seconds don't get pre-rolls. And I was like, oh really? Well, I have a lot of videos on my clips channel that are under 30 seconds. You know, actually one of my most popular videos of all time uh, is under 30 seconds. I'm gonna compare what an under 30 second video gets to an over 30 second video. So I have two videos on my clips channel, both with 3.5 million views. One at 24 seconds, one at 56 seconds. And the 56 second one has 10 times the revenue. 10 times. So I only got one tenth of the revenue that I would have gotten if that 24 second clip had been six seconds longer. Even learning this though, I'm not gonna change how long the clips are because I, I make so many anyway. And I, I more care about making a good clip than I do making one that's over 30 seconds. But it's interesting to know that any clip you see on that clips channel that is under 30 seconds is making one tenth of revenue. Because there's still ads like on the side of the stuff and st uh, whatever, but these ads don't get nearly as much money as pre-roll ads. Pre-roll being the ads put before the video itself. You remember 10 minutes ad revenue? It's all about the 54 second ad revenue, baby. <laughs> I mean, these days, um, you can put mid-rolls in if your video's over eight minutes rather than 10. Yeah, so you need 30 second video for pre-roll over eight minutes to have a, a pre-roll and mid-rolls. I mean, at least it's now helped me understand why my um, RPM or CPM, if you like, if you want, um, why both are so low on my um, clips channel compared to my main channel and stuff. I mean, it'd still be somewhat low because the, they, obviously I can't put any mid-rolls on my um, clips channel, but um, 
Yeah, knowing I'm not getting pre-rolls on a quarter to a third of the clips design makes sense. Have you ever thought about putting clips from the same video in one video? I hate you. Okay, so there is this. I don't, I don't know if people are joking when they say it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna explain it right now. The reason why I don't make compilations of my clips is because all that footage is already on my main channel in longer videos. Some of the clips on the clips channel is literally just me taking footage from my YouTube videos and making it, in, making it into clips. If I then made a compilation of the clips, I'd just be remaking the original YouTube video. Like, it's, it's, it's like the dumbest suggestion ever. And so I don't know if people are serious or not. I've been watching your clips randomly, not knowing who you are, so I decided to follow you a few days ago. Oh, thank you. I, I was just saying a day or two ago, for the longest time, the difference between my clips channel and my main channel was 300,000 subs. But recently that started to change, where my clips channel is actually catching up to my main channel. Now you could make the case, well, oh, you know, it's just more subs from your main channel, I now finally sub into your clips channel, but I don't think that's the case. A lower percentage of people who watch the clips channel subscribe, but because so many more people watch the clips channel, it leads to more people subscribing than the main channel. You get me? So it's like, you know, 40 million views or whatever on the clips channel and 10 million on the main channel. And just because there's so many more on the clips channel, it, it just leads to uh, more people subbing. Although, it's not as though every single one of those views is a unique view. Uh, but I also know from the back end that more individual people are watching as well. So because the clips channel gets exposed to more people, more people end up subscribing to it compared to the uh, main channel. Even though, arguably, the Clips channel is uh, not as nice to subscribe to because your your sub feed gets full of my clips. Do you think YouTube Shorts will help your Clips channel? I made 15 and none of them performed amazingly. Like I took my best performing clips that are on my channel, uh, ones with millions upon millions of views, and they just did okay when I made them into Shorts. Now you can argue that's because they weren't new clips, they were a re-upload of old clips, but it takes a lot more effort to make shorts. Like a lot more effort. Like I can either make three shorts or I can make 24 normal clips. And I think the 24 normal clips benefits me more, especially because shorts aren't monetized. Or at least there's no pre-roll ads in shorts. I think you still get monetization in terms of um, like ads on the side of the screen and stuff. Uh, if people watch shorts in the same way that they watch normal videos, right? Because you can do that. You can click a person's sub box and click a short and watch it. And actually, you, you'd probably get pre-roll ads there too. I think it's just when you watch shorts in their in the actual shorts tab or whatever, there's no monetization, you know? Do you think people are consuming a lot more small content like your clips channel than larger videos like your main channel? It'd be interesting to look at the back ends, how much watch time uh, the compa comparison between the two because obviously a a view on my clips channel the average is going to be like you know 30 seconds where a view on my uh, main channel the average is like 11 minutes clearly my main channel is being watched for longer than my clips channel but more individual people are watching the clips channel over the main channel something like clip channel can't maintain same audience that stays for years and click through rate uh, debatable, yeah, it's, it's possible. I mean, uh, on the back end of YouTube now, you can see 
how many new people are watching versus how many returning people. And uh, there's a lot of returning people. Like, the, the overwhelming majority are returning people. As in people who've watched a clip before and are watching another one. It is uncommon for a person to consistently watch one creator for a, or a particular creator for a very, very long time, right? Even my main channel has a, um, a replacement rate of people getting sick of me and moving on to something else, you know? Shorts can be very beneficial, I'm sure. I click on the short section a lot. Absolutely, it's just, it takes more effort to make a short. The content that I produce isn't suitable for 9x16. It's made for 16x9. And trying to shoehorn it in to make it fit into 9x16 is both time consuming, taxing, and it doesn't produce something better than the original. There's only so much that I can do. As I've said before, uh, maybe it would benefit me to, um, to find someone to do this conversion for me. But every attempt that I've had to do that, every person just failed completely and utterly. And then every time I mention that someone has failed completely and utterly, I get emails from people saying, oh, I could definitely do it. Then I let them try and they fail. Conversing work to make it shorter and to present it in an interesting way and in an interesting format and stuff, it, it takes a level of creativity, even while it may not, may not seem that way uh, on the outset. Did you guys see that Moore's mutual insurance clip or whatever, he made like the baby's head as a car in GTA 5. Has 10 million views by now. Yeah, I don't get the baby meme either. Although I did find out that in my playlist, I actually listened to a baby song uh, because it was a TikTok meme and I enjoyed it. Why do people keep writing, let's go? Is that the song? Oh yeah, where it says, let's go. Oh no, that's not the song. That's the meme, right? Then what's the meme song that I liked from TikTok? Um, I think it was related to anime. I don't know. It's a shit meme, okay? What scared me away from doing charity streams? Do you do any charity streams? So once upon a time, I did a charity stream for the, um, the fires that happens in Australia. Because obviously, you know, humans were trying to put them out and that was very mean. The fires, they do nothing wrong. No, I, yeah. Yeah, I was raising money for the firefighting efforts. And, uh, uh, PayPal locked my account got into this huge issue where donating it was a huge trial and uh, ever since then it's kind of scared me off doing anything charity related. It was, uh, I had to get a friend who has a charity to write me a note so I can give it to PayPal so they let me just um, release the money. And I said to PayPal like, look, I raised this amount of money but clearly it's a relatively small amount of money compared to how much money goes through my account every year. And you can see the stream, like clearly it isn't a scam, and they're like, ah, well, no, fuck you. And, like, and I'm like, but, but if you put a hold on the account, then there's literally no way for me to put, give the money to charity. If, you, if, you're, if your worry is the money's not going to go to charity, you, you've guaranteed that. And they're like, well, you know, fuck you. It's like, okay, okay. PayPal support was very, very not helpful, and it was extraordinarily stressful. Yeah, the money did go to the charity in the end. Or rather, I ended up giving it to my, um, uh, my friend's charity. For generosity. Apex Legends in 2021. Just reinstalled Apex Legends and fucking hate it. It's weird that Apex Legends became successful. Because wasn't it released, like, with a lot of tech issues? With barely any marketing or whatever? And yet still managed to take off? And, uh, what is his name? Sea Dog VA and Trash Taste always mentions how it's like really, really big and like where he is or whatever. Like, uh, even the VTubers and stuff all play it or whatever. Apex Legends is going on mobile? Weird. 
It was great, it's gone real bad recently. I played it back in the day and I found it somewhat enjoyable, but just not something I wouldn't spend enough time at to get good at. You know you have bad marketing, remember all the streamers playing it release? I don't think they were paid to play it, were they? Yeah, maybe it just came out at the right time. People were sick of Fortnite. I mean, PUBG was still there. PUBG was always broken. I was around when they finally released the second map. And it was just so glitchy and broken. You got like 10 FPS everywhere. And how vaulting, the ability to go over stuff, was like some revolutionary thing that they took like six months to add. A possible gimmick for GTA 6. Do I think GTA 6 will be as popular as GTA 5? Yes, I do. As long as the game is good. Given that Rockstar's done the multi-characters, they should do multi-timeline. As in you can switch between a character who's 18, uh, that same character when they're, I don't know, 40, and that same character when they're 60. Not sure what they'd do with that, but it would uh, definitely put a different spin on things. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing, and I wish you all the best.